In a land that time forgot, nothing stands still. Power sets the rules, but magic bends them. Twin suns cast shadows on a fallen empire, and battles rage under the stars. From the director of the four-hour workweek comes a tale of adventure, intrigue, and ancient mysteries. The legend of Cock Punch! In the Eightfold Arena, anything can happen, and everything can change. The Oracles of the Edge To be seen by Source, you must first learn to see. To learn to see, you must first learn to notice. The Decree of Dagrun, Scroll 3 True power has one wellspring. True names. The Decree of Olrun. Scroll 1. There are no easy paths to the Oracles of the Edge. That is by design. On the tenth day of the tenth month of the tenth year of life, each boy in Valata is called to travel. The pilgrimage of Osa predates the name Valata. It predates all of our memories. Perhaps it has always been. A lad of ten and a half years may be on the cusp of physical maturity, but body alone doesn't make a man. For that, he needs his true name. And for this, he must journey to the oracles for the anointing. No one returning from the journey is allowed to speak of the particulars, lest they and their families fall under an eternal curse. But the oracles themselves have sent back a few short scrolls over the eons, so we can say a few things. First, there are two paths to the oracles. More accurately, there are two starting points, each a small gate in the free trade zone. One gate leads into the land of House Halux, and the other into the land of House Hime. Each boy must choose which gate to enter, and once through the threshold, navigate north until he reaches his destination, or dies trying. And the dying isn't difficult. There are at least ten challenges along the way, each designed to kill. Roughly 30% of boys never return, but how they meet their end is never known. Members of House Halix and House Hime make sacred vows to protect the safe passage of pilgrims up to the foothills, but no further. All routes travel through the Penumbra Mountains, and, if a pilgrim gets lost or takes too long, the Black Barrens. So feared are the Black Barrens, the shadow cast by the Penumbra when the twin suns set, that most households forbid mention of it for months leading up to the anointing. To speak of it is to jinx, and to jinx is to tempt the fates. In the days leading up to departure, offerings are made to invoke the patron saints of resilience, improvisation, and more. 
Every pilgrim will need a bit of the gods' favor for the trek. Ten leagues through dangers unknown cannot rest on skill alone. And for those who make it to the end, it does truly seem like the end. Traveling due north, they are stopped by the Cliffs of Revelation, sheer faces that drop more than a thousand feet to the churning black sea below. This is where they must find a rocky hole in the ground well before nightfall. The hole is small, but it's hard to miss if you're on the right path. Behind it sits a towering pile of skulls, an ominous reminder that not all pilgrims return home. Atop the pile is a beacon, a cleric scepter shaped as a scarab that pulses green, purple, and yellow light. When the light is green, you must enter, and the mouth of the tunnel is just large enough to squeeze through head first. Once inside, it is pitch black, and its claustrophobic curves require both calm and contortion. The bigger the boy, the bigger the risk, and it is this portion of the journey that clerics and Kavothians, especially Kavothians, most dread. There are forking branches in the tunnels, known as the Catacombs of Confusion, and each boy must follow the sound of low whistling from somewhere deep within the earth. It is barely audible above the pounding of one's heartbeat. For those who eventually emerge into a room, the instructions are clear. Look for the candle. There will be a lone candle ahead of you in a cave with a low ceiling. Approach it directly and stop before it. When you reach the proper spot, a wall of darkness magically dissolves, and you will be looking outward from the large mouth of the cave. Facing north, and across the expanse of ocean, you will see a full moon on the horizon, no matter the date or time. One step too far, and you fall to your death. You must never turn around, and you must focus unerringly on the lunar reflection dancing upon the waves. The oracle will eventually come to be seated behind you, and once he stops whistling, the anointing of the name begins. First, he will recount your past, the past of your people, and your innermost hopes and fears. He will put into words things you have only felt in fleeting moments. The whispers of meaning deep within you suddenly have a voice. The oracle then calls for you to extend your left arm behind you which he takes in his calloused hands. Silence follows, then searing heat on the skin as the oracle summons incantations in the old languages. He starts in a whisper and increases his tempo until you're enveloped in a hypnotic drone, as though surrounded by a thousand monks. You blend into the oracle, the surroundings blend into the moon, and your perception of time blends into the timeless. After what seems like hours, he pauses for several minutes. Then, 
after a single lightning bolt flashes before you in the distance, he slowly whispers your true name behind your left ear. You repeat it back to him. Once he confirms, you feel new powers enter you, oddly familiar, and the name is yours alone to safeguard. The oracle and his dead languages have given you a new life. When your arm is released, you may raise it before you and meet your personal talisman. To call it a tattoo isn't accurate, but from a distance it can appear so. It is minutely etched into the skin of your inner left forearm, but there is no scarring, and it will undulate or animate when you place your right hand on it. Some talismans have immediate meaning to the bearer, while others take a lifetime to unravel. Some convey the concrete, others the metaphorical, and others the mystical. Your talisman is unique. Well, almost unique. And that's what makes it so very special. In the realm of Valata, across all houses, it is believed that we are born destiny-bound to two others. To find another with your talisman is a small miracle. United, the two of you become what is known as a duum. To find two others with your talisman is to forge a force of nature. You form what is called a pyramos, a trinity of power that far eclipses the sum of its parts. This is how the end of one quest can prompt the beginning of another. And so the cycle often continues. Every grown man can still recite the inscription above the entrance gates to the pilgrimage of Osa. To find yourself ahead, you must leave yourself behind. <laughs>